0: hello and welcome to the jesus-centered family podcast where we talk about ministry parenting and equipping every generation to intentionally live a jesus-centered life it's great to be back with you again it is and if all goes according to plan, we're on video. Woohoo. We've tried this once before and it we weren't on video. But I have confidence in this one. There was a camera, but just wasn't doing its job. That's you know? true. It was more of just a prop in the room. <laughs> yes. That we could see. <laughs> yes. But how are you guys doing? Doing great.
1: Same. Stacy? Yeah. I mean, you're just like I'm, sitting
0: over there not speaking. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm on camera. I don't have to talk now, right?
1: Well, and I'm a little stuffy, so my. <laughs> I'm good.
0: Okay. That's good. That's yep. good.
1: If I sneeze, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I, I mean it's it's that time of year, right? The crud yes. is
2: happening. It's yeah. beginning. Yep. It's back to school. Mm-hmm. Everyone's passing it around. Sharing germs.
0: Yep. 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 You just can count on I always say, listen, my daughter got got the sickness from daycare. I'm gonna let her take it back to daycare. Like there's no reason just keeping it up here, like it's share it. Fair. Share yeah. it back with them. Yes. It makes sense. Very generous. If any of the teachers <laughs> are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, all right, we have not actually recorded an episode. I think the last one was before spring break. Wow. And we were like, "Hey guys, we're getting back into the rhythm. We're excited to be back. and we just never really did it again. The rhythm broke. The rhythm broke. Summer happened. Summer happened. Mm-hmm. We have Stacy already throwing things. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to see how you're going to get this. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but we we do have multiple episodes scheduled to be recorded in the next three, four months. Mm -hmm. So we, we will be back. We will be with you and consistent at least through December, which I'm pumped about. Yes. So let's catch up. I want to know what was the highlight of your summer? You can pick two if you need to, we'll just kind of go around. What was the highlight of your summer? So
2: it was hard for, I'm going to sneak three in.
0: It was hard for me to choose between VBX
2: tour or not VBX tour, but VBX preparing for VBX tour. It's on my mind. We're having it this Sunday. Um, but last VBX, Sunday, once right? We post this, okay, yeah. yes. VBX was amazing, just my first experience, and the inaugural, like, the inaugural for me, and it went really well. And then we went on Big Creek mission trip. With the middle school students, just a phenomenal trip and really good time. Students yeah. grew, developed a lot, and got to see some really cool things happen in their lives. And then personally, got to go on a nice vacation. Hadn't really uh, spent too much time on vacation with our, my family lately, but we got to go up to Michigan and do our thing, do a lot of fishing and eating ice cream and all that. So it was really great. I love half of that. <laughs> the <laughs> ice, cream the ice cream part. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> the fishing doesn't excite you as nah, much no
0: that's all right Stacy highlight
1: um I would say also VBX uh for us this year it was my third one here at County Line uh however Troy's being humble and has been ever since we pulled this whole thing off but uh we wrote our own VBX this year and so it left us feeling feeling a little vulnerable I think yeah <laughs> so when it all came to be and it all played itself out the pieces that we could not have put together where God just stepped in and took care of meshing things together that we had, Oh, we can do that. And then how it all just gelled the way it was supposed to was just one of the most awesome experiences for me as a believer, Mm -hmm. like to see how I thought I've done all that I can and knowing like, okay, Lord, you've got to fill in the spots. And the way he did was just so powerful. Um, But Troy was a huge part of that. And so, so glad that we pulled off a really good VBX and we all had a great time. And then for me, I'm also going to do three. Um, <laughs> uh, we We go every year to North Carolina to visit with some family down there. Um, it's always a super special time for us. I have a cousin down there who is dealing with um, a pretty serious illness. And so we are very intentional about spending time with him, had a great time with him. And then we also then went into, went into Washington DC as a family then and spent a couple days there. And we had not been there for like 13 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you just have to laugh when you're on a trip like that. Like, first of all, my husband, there's always something to laugh about when we do things, <laughs> but, uh, trying to find parking or it was just after the 4th of July and they had like porta potties all over mm. downtown and it, they had not yet been picked up And the temperature while we were there was right around hundred degrees. Yeah. So I can imagine, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can imagine how amazing <laughs> and incredible, <laughs> the smell was that was not Uh, the highlight i probably wouldn't have to imagine (laughs) i'd just go experience (laughs) it for myself Mm. that part was not good but we had a great time um in north carolina and in dc as a family just having time away was important especially because it just had followed vbx and being able to invest in family time so yeah how about you
0: that's cool mine so um we took the high schoolers to guatemala to village of hope um so that was definitely a highlight of mine um really cool experience to get getting to see that a lot of times village of hope is tied to our VBX and the giving that we do there and different offerings and givings that we do throughout the year here at, at County line. So to see it firsthand was really cool, a really good experience to be there. And, um, and then my kids are in the height of baseball in their lives. And, um, so we got to, um, do the all-stars thing and my two older ones got to play in a tournament together and we won, which is super nice. fun. Yeah. So, it's always it's always better to go to those and win. Yes, so, <laughs> um, but
1: had you ever been to Village of Hope before?
0: No, that was the first time. Mo- like I think we had two students that had been there before, okay. and then the rest of us it was all mm-hmm. first time. So really cool, really cool experience. If you get the chance to go, you should go. There's another trip next summer, so very nice. If you're thinking about it, you should go. Have you been, Stacy?
1: I have not, but my husband and two of our boys mm-hmm. went together. It was like a parent child. Trip and nice. so Mason and Camden both have been with Justin and I didn't know that. that's really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Um, all right. So since we all operate on like a school semester calendar and probably will forever, um, what are you most looking forward to this fall? In preteen ministry with our fourth and fifth graders,
2: we're actually going to start a couple of new events that we haven't done uh, since I've been here, and so I'm just really excited to. Give another opportunity for the preteen students to connect and build some relationships, have some fun, make some good memories. And uh, so I'm excited for those and to kind of coordinate with the VBX tour, the opposite month that those take place. And so it'll just be a really good opportunity for them. And I love hanging out, doing crazy fun stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun.
0: My kids will be super excited about that. (laughs) I've got two that will be involved in that. Yes. Yeah, no, it'll be a really good time. Yeah. Stacey, what about you?
1: I think for us in kids ministry, there's a lot of things going on, uh, but something new that we're doing, um, the beginning of this year from January till um, August, we did this uh, challenge every month. We had a different challenge where kids were learning books of the Bible, John three sixteen, just different things. And we had so many kids participate in that. So um, talking with our leadership team, we've put together by grade level now a different challenge for each of those grade levels to work on throughout the year. So it's different things like um, who are the 12 disciples or what are the um, fruits of the Spirit, um, a couple different Bible verses that we feel are good verses for kids to hang on and hide in their heart throughout mm-hmm. their childhood. Um, so just different things that they're going to be working on depending on what grade level they're in. So just different, um, creating some biblical literacy for our kids. So That's yeah. good.
0: We'll be doing that in high school and middle school. We've got a Bible series coming up mm-hmm. into September, I think, is when we start it. Yeah. So nice. always go for that biblical literacy. It's right. it's yeah. good. Um, we are changing up our high school fall retreat plan, and we are linking up with Youth for Christ and going to Campus Life Go Mad. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, us and another local church, um, I, I don't know. I'm just pumped. Mm-hmm. Our local, we're i i'm in the leo district and leo normally takes like 200 students to this Mm -hmm. and so i'm just excited to for our students to be able to go and a lot of them go anyway yeah but to be able to do that and invite friends that maybe wouldn't normally come to fall retreat or youth group my
1: three oldest boys have participated in go mad all throughout high school um it is the high it is like the fall highlight besides football um, in the community, like the kids, whether they're churched or unchurched, mm-hmm. every kid wants to be a part of go yep. Mad. They love it, yep. so that's cool.
0: Sarah and I both went as students, and we've taken students when we were campus life directors, and so we have not been in a long time. <laughs> I don't think we had any kids last time we went, so I'm really excited to go. So that's awesome. I love. I love the heart
2: behind wanting new students or people that don't necessarily normally attend church or whatever. That yeah. that opens the door for really cool experience for them to encounter Jesus for the yeah. first time. And at an event like that is really neat.
0: Yeah. So it's one of those, you really have to prepare a, a Christian student that hasn't yeah. been before and be like, listen, like mm-hmm. you may get something out of this, but this isn't not designed right. for you. Mm-hmm. Like you right. may leave and be like, Oh, the speaker wasn't as deep as he was at uh, <laughs> summer camp. Like, no, it's not supposed to be right. like he's right. like, or he or she, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, their, their point is to, communicate to those students that this may be their first experience with faith. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It'll be a cool thing. I'm excited for it. Yep. All right. So we are just coming off of baptism Sunday here at County line. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're unfamiliar with that, the third Sunday of August um, for, I don't know, I don't even know how many years I didn't do my research. I thought we were going to have an expert here, but an emergency (laughs) came up and Dane couldn't be here. So, um, but the third Sunday we, don't have services at any campus. We don't have Thursday night service. Everything happens during one service time out of our pond, and it's a big, huge deal. We've had, like, airplane flyovers, and we did a inflatable race this year, which was stupid, and all kinds <laughs> of was food trucks, Kona ice. I mean, it's a whole big party, and we baptize usually around, like, 100 people. I mean, it's just a whole big thing. It's amazing. Big, big production. Big deal. So we're coming off of that. Um, So my question to Dane was going to be, what is the origin story of Baptism Sunday, how it came to be here at County Line? Um, And I don't even know. I I wish I could answer that, but um, it's been happening, I think for around 10 years or so, um, 10 or 12 years. Um, But like, I would say well over a thousand people, probably around 2,000 people, gathered around the pond, um, and just get to watch person after person go in and and get baptized. And, and so, um, one of the, the things I wanted to start with was laying a groundwork, um, for what is baptism and then kind of go from, from there and, and talk about, um, you know, why we do it and kind of the, the whole, the whole process behind it. Um, so I want to go with, um, actually hold on let's back up a little bit let's (laughs) ask you guys some personal questions have you been baptized yes 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 that was my assumption (laughs) but i didn't clarify that before uh but okay when were you baptized and then why did you choose to get baptized either one can start you want to go first
1: sure i so i'm a little old and i don't remember exactly how old i was but i think i was right around third or fourth grade okay um i remember uh where we were, it had been an, it was planned, so I knew I was being baptized on this evening. It was a Sunday night. Um, but as a little girl, I was so in love with Jesus. And um, every opportunity there was to, you know, a salvation message or anything, I was always not necessarily like, yes, save me again, save me again, but mm-hmm. just reaffirming my relationship with Christ. Like I was so in love with him and wanted to spend eternity with him. And so baptism conversations start happening in Sunday school and, um, I went to my parents and said I wanted to be baptized. Mm-hmm. So, it was just I knew it was something I wanted other people to know that I had made this decision for mm-hmm. Jesus to be in my heart and I had done that as as a very little girl, probably yeah. like kindergarten or first grade. Okay. Um so I didn't I wasn't baptized immediately after um making the commitment to Christ, but I knew at that time that I wanted other people to know that I was a Christian and I wanted I wanted to spend eternity in heaven with yeah. with Jesus.
0: Did your parents initiate <laughs> that conversation at all with you, you know, or I was don't- it
1: I don't really remember. Um, I would guess it was probably a little bit of both Mm -hmm. because we were very heavily involved in our church, my parents and our family. Um, So it was probably, I would say it was probably both ways that I was probably communicating with them and they were also asking.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Cool. Troy, what about you? Mine was also around third, I think it was after third grade going into fourth grade that summer. uh, Had just gotten back from summer camp where I had decided to give my life to Christ and then uh, got baptized at uh, my church where I'd been mostly born and mostly raised and they had just a, a hole in the ground. They literally like cut a hole in the ground, with cement and would fill it up with hose water and it was really cold, <laughs> but, <laughs> but make sure you remember it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyways, that's where I was baptized and when third grade, um, so,
0: yeah. Nice. Um, I, I was a sprinkle baby, so I got baptized in the Catholic Church as an infant um, when I was like one or you know, probably a little before that. But uh, And then I made the decision to get baptized when I was going into... I think sixth or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a little bit older Mm -hmm. Um, and I had gotten saved. I'd given my life to Christ the summer before at church camp. And then Mm -hmm. our church did the baptism service at somebody's pool. And it actually happened to be one of my best friends. It was his grandparents' house and their pool that I got to get baptized in. So that was mine. Um, Yeah, definitely a personal, like my parents didn't push it. I think I was just like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And they're like, Mm -hmm. cool. All right, let's do it. So, all right so now let's talk about the definition. Um, so, um, just, I think it's important both in what we believe and what we conversate about, but to to have a, a definition to say, Hey, this is what we're agreeing upon as what we're talking about. So today's definition of baptism, ba- baptism is an outward expression of an inward change, and this can happen by full submersion in water. Um, or it can also happen by pouring over the head. Um, I think the preferred method would be the full submersion, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, we often make exceptions for that here at County Line. And even during COVID, we had done that a little bit just to, I don't know, for whatever reason, COVID was harder to pass when you're pouring water on somebody's head than dunking them. I don't know. But the the dunking in the water symbolizes the the dying to your sins, dying to your old life, um, similar to how Jesus died for our sins, and then raising up uh, and, you know, coming into that new life with Jesus and accepting him as your Lord and savior. So that's a lot. That's a, a long definition. I, I tried to simplify it, but um, Stacy, why do we, ba- why do we celebrate baptism?
1: I think a couple of reasons um, we do spend a lot of time celebrating changed lives here at County line, yeah. both for salvation and baptism. Um, I think one of the reasons it's so important for us here in celebrating is that we want um, everybody to recognize that we're we're along for this right with you. We're gonna celebrate with you and we're gonna walk alongside yeah. you throughout this process. Um I think too that we want to recognize oh sorry. Right. To recognize, You've done it a couple times. I'm so, I'm just have I really? You hit
0: you oh. hit the you hit the arm on the chair sorry. like talking. Like oh. you're like, ah, I'm making a point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um shooting out, I forget what sorry. I was gonna say. So Stacey, um, why do we celebrate <laughs> baptism? <laughs> um again, I think also the recognition of a changed life um, is part of that process too, that um, this isn't just an act, but an act with something that's going to follow more acts to Mm. come after this. This isn't just a one time and okay, that we've done what we need to do, but that it's an ongoing. It's not just a checkbox. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's good. Uh, Troy, would you have anything to add to that? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah. Stacy said it all. Good work. Yeah. All right, so Troy, who yeah. can be baptized? Are there any prerequisites, any steps that people need to take? What's the the standard behind that? Really, you know, it's important to
2: understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And part of what you're doing is declaring, like, like you just said, a new life, a new way of living. But all of that starts with a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus, declaring that he is Lord and Savior of your life, and so, really, the only prerequisite would be believing in who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross and being raised back to, to life. And so, um, that's the prereq- prerequisite. You know, yeah. it's there isn't, like, you, you have to obey this many things or you've got to complete this test or know the Bible from front to back or certain, you know, different beliefs necessarily as long as, you know, your, your foundation is built and who Jesus is and what he's done for you on the cross, believing mm-hmm. the gospel. Um, so, I would say that that's that's the the primary prerequisite and yeah. most important foundational thing to getting baptized. And without that, really, baptism doesn't mean much. Right. You know, it's, it it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. Um. Other than the the declaration and
0: proclamation of what you believe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 I I think. I would say a good majority of churches would agree with where county line stands on baptism mm-hmm. that it's it's not a salvation issue. it's mm-hmm. a uh, post salvation like we you you have your salvation experience and then you use baptism to declare that. it's mm-hmm. a symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then most of us are in agreement in that that the, right. the only prerequisites would be, that you've given your life to Jesus. And, yeah. and we say that. And we even give an opportunity during our baptism service. Hey, if anybody you know, has already done that or maybe just did that, we give an opportunity for salvation during the baptism. And then we say, hey, if you want to come get baptized. And, like, there was a handful. I bet mm-hmm. there was close to 10 people mm-hmm. that just came up and got mm-hmm. baptized mm-hmm. at our baptism service. Like, that was I, – I love seeing that. Oh, and, right. like, multiple teenagers that were coming with another teenager, yeah. which right. was even cooler to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as the, the family or young gen team here at County Line, the question that we're kind of tackling today is when should kids get baptized? Um, some churches, some denominations kind of have a process, like a confirmation class um, where at around age 13 or so, like they have to go through a process. And sometimes that culminates with baptism or it culminates with their first communion. Okay. Um, so I want to throw it to you guys. When should kids get baptized? Like, what in your in your mind? Maybe I don't know. If, maybe what's the earliest, or just like in your mind, when should a child take that step and get baptized? Stacy, we'll start with you.
1: I think um, a lot. Of what Troy was just saying is the key to this: that um, there needs to be an obvious um, decision for salvation mm-hmm. for kids. Um, however, the other part of that is that public declaration part is saying to people, I want you to know I'm a Christian and I'm going to live this life. I think that's hard for, let's say a, f- a five-year-old yeah. to say, I'm going to live a whole new life. Well, the, probably the biggest thing that's going on in their life is they're probably stealing chocolate chip cookies out of the cookie jar. Yeah. So My <laughs> kids do that. So. Yeah. so they're not ready for <laughs> so, not. so Troy gets, <laughs> gets
0: chocolate chip cookies in cereal form and then hides it from his right. kids.
1: Yes. <laughs> if you don't know that story, you have to go back and listen to previous <laughs> Episode 11, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really the the decision of i am turning my life my the decisions that i make everything that i do is going to is going to be running through this filter of what is god asking of me requiring of me and that's different than just saying i believe in jesus and who he mm-hmm. is and so i think there's there is that component of i believe I want to live my life for him and making sure that both of those pieces are part of the puzzle when it comes to baptism. Mm. I've been around a lot of child development stuff as a, as a teacher in the past. And there are definite phases that kids go through where there is a, a level of understanding and then there's a depth of understanding. And so I think that it's, it's not required, but it is important for kids to understand the depth of what baptism means. Mm -hmm. Um, we really want it to be a, a one-time decision. Yeah. Kids should not have to be baptized twice because they feel guilty about what they've done since the last time they were yeah. baptized kind of a thing. So, and there will be times they'll make mistakes and obviously that doesn't change their baptism commitment, right. um, which is important. But I think also too, that there's an understanding that baptism is not required for salvation. For you to spend eternity in heaven, you do not have to be baptized. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a misconception a lot of times in the Christian community too.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Troy, what do you think?
2: I agree. You know, Stacy's got the background to, (laughs) to we should have thrown it to you first and let her be like, (laughs) right after hearing Troy in my expert (laughs) opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that there, there's a lot of value in the the depth of understanding that Stacy was under, um, explaining there when it comes to aligning what you believe, and your actions and like my kids i've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old evan is much further along my son he's a much further along and knowing that how he behaves and that the actions how they are um or how jesus can impact those mm-hmm. ruthie my daughter she's a lot more like i just love jesus and like yeah. and that's awesome and like we want that um but they the the action and the emotion um when they combine together, that usually happens maybe at a little bit of a, a later age. Mm-hmm. And and if we can have baptism be more significant um, in their own processing, it, it probably is going to happen maybe at a little bit of a later age mm-hmm. as opposed to a three-, four-year-old might not necessarily even remember that, you know, when they yeah. when they get older or what they were, you know, really declaring. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that um, there is like definitely not an age for like uh, accepting Jesus. An I think age that, of accountability. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know um, if there's limits on some of that stuff. But it, all that to say, I think if we can get it to a point where they're a little bit older,
0: a little bit deeper understanding is definitely beneficial. Yeah. I think that distinction of, the actions piece being tied to it. Like, um, definitely it's a, Hey, I want to declare this publicly mm-hmm. that I, am a follower of Jesus, but thinking through what does that mean in my life? Like, what am I actually declaring? I think is a really helpful distinction in that, mm-hmm. uh, like with our kids, like we've got 11, nine, six, and almost two. And like our 11 and nine have already went through that baptism process. And one of them we told, no, you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And my thought process, this might change now hearing that Mm -hmm. going at my younger two, but my thought process was, I want you to articulate why you want to do this. And Mm -hmm. at first, the one wasn't able to, Mm -hmm. and they're just not quite there yet in his faith. He loved Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he was able to tell us like, I want to do this because I want other people to know that this is what I've decided to do yeah. with my life. Uh, but I think connecting that action piece too is really, really important mm-hmm. that I probably hadn't thought too much about. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, an identity thing. Like, hey, I'm doing this because I want people to know this is who I am. Right. But then not, I mean, the action is part of the whole thing, but I hadn't thought through that specifically with baptism. I think it's yeah. a really good, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: just kind of throw in some humor here my my son at one point when we just a year or two ago he thought it was baptized oh yes <laughs> and so like even sometimes things like that which is yeah. they don't even know what the word is yeah. like, <laughs> and so that might be a good indication they might be a little too young or like um you know there's even hear comments about oh well, i want to go swimming yeah. or like yes. you know things like that and a lot of that is at a pretty young age mm-hmm. and um and so those sorts of things i really like the idea of being able to articulate what does this mean and and why is this important um, can really help you know, help parents know where they're at. And if if they're able to write that out or, you know, whatever, say that clearly, then that's that's maybe a good point for you to take steps in getting baptized. Mm -hmm.
1: I talked with a couple of parents this year who were in the process of trying to decide if their child was ready. And I think sometimes too for parents to hear, It's okay if they're not ready yet. Right. That is totally fine. But the fact that you're having conversations means you're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And just to continue as different things come up throughout um, the next phase of or grade that they're in or relationship situations that go down or behavior problems you have at home. Like these are great ways for you to start to hone in that conversation with them. Like these would be things you need to think about. What would Christ require of you? And we're again, we're all going to make mistakes even right. in that mm-hmm. requirement, but these need to be things you think about before you make decisions or before you behave in certain ways to think, what would God want me to do to show others him in this situation? So are you ready? These are ways that I'm not sure we're quite ready yet, or mm-hmm. you are obviously making good strides in showing that you're ready for the next step in your relationship with Christ. So,
0: Yeah. I think that kind of okay. leads into our next question. If my kid comes to me, and says, hey, I want to get baptized, what do I do then? Like, what's my next step? Troy, what do you think? Hmm. We were taking live calls so, and <laughs> said, hey, uh, my kid just uh, asked me about baptism. What should I do? Right. Well,
2: going back to previous questions, is try to really make sure and try to understand if they really do have a relationship with Christ, if they have uh, fully accepted Christ into their hearts and, uh, believe that he's Lord and savior, then that would probably be the first step, help them understand and see if they can identify what that means, uh, in their own lives. And then after that, um, I know that we've got a couple resources with the kids, men and and within preteen and, uh, youth ministry of, uh, just again, uh, describing a little bit more about what baptism is Mm -hmm. and walk them through that, you know, uh, we had something available for uh, the kids to fill out this past year for the baptism. It's kind of what we had the adults fill out with. Um, it's it's not really a, a necessarily form, but it was just kind of our sheet. way of a worksheet. Thank yep. you. That's a good yep. word for it because uh, that's, that's what it's called. That's, what, that's what's on the front <laughs> yes. of it. <laughs> and so just things like that are, are kind of practical steps to help you uh, walk through. It has some scripture involved with it and um, really explains what baptism is. And so walking through those with your child can be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stacy.
1: I think that scripture component is taking them into the word to find what, um, what does the word say about what it is and what we should do when it doesn't necessarily say when, like you're saying like there's no age qualification Mm -hmm. or whatever, but when does it say that we're ready for this opportunity and um, who else was baptized and how were they baptized just to give them an understanding of why we do what we do, how we do it. Um, all those things just to create an understanding of this is not just something we do because we've made a list, Mm -hmm. but that it's something that we believe Christ has called us to do. And this is where we find it in his word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think the the worksheets were very helpful with my two and like Mm -hmm. just getting to sit down and like, I'm kind of one of those that like, I'm not going to like hold their hand through things I'm like you get the answers you look up the scriptures you f- I'm gonna be here and mm-hmm. like I'll answer questions if there are questions that need to be answered but like I want you to think for yourself and yeah. figure it out and so like it was that was it was just fun for me yeah, yeah. some of that might be me nerding out in my bible degree <laughs> but um, it was just it was fun to to walk through that process with them
2: yeah that's really good Yep.
0: um all right so if my kid has not been baptized yet should I press them on getting baptized Stacy?
1: I say no. Yeah. Again, it's a personal decision. And if they're not feeling called to it, it may be there. There's probably a reason why. Um, having conversations with them about it, sure. But I think pressing them, no. I think at that point, you're making it about something you mm. want for them. But if they don't want it for themselves yet and be praying about them and those decisions, but pressing them, I think, is um, not at all what baptism is about. Right. Um, we had an, a senior boy who was baptized a couple weeks before we actually did our baptism service here uh, because he wanted, he was on a missions trip. Many of his friends were baptized on that mission trip, And he said he was super tempted because friends were being baptized yeah. and it being in the moment, mm-hmm. but chose not to be baptized because he wanted to be with the people who had developed his faith. That's so cool. he waited till he came back um, into the States back home where his siblings, his parents, his grandparents actually baptized him. Yeah. Um, and I thought, wow, what a mature decision to not be brought into the feeling of a moment, which mm-hmm. we talked about feelings before we started mm-hmm. today, but um, not being tempted by that, but wanting it to be something very personal and authentic and meaningful to him, as yeah. well as to the people who have gone along this way and not pressed him. Yeah. Because at 18 years old, he's making this decision right. and has been in church his whole life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences in ministry was we had a student, a girl, like super strong in her faith. We were on a trip in Florida and she wanted to get baptized while we were there in the ocean. Like, yep. And so we like talked about it. We called her parents and she, her and her parents decided that that was the time for her to do sure. it. And so her parents weren't there. I mean, we took yeah. lots of pictures and stuff, yeah. but like such a cool experience when they actually like make that decision. Yep. Like, this is what I want. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I love I f- that. I forgot what the question was. So try to go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel
2: like sometimes we think that I, I guess I haven't thought a whole lot about that as far as like, this is just the next step. And in some ways, yes, but in other ways there is a certain level of like, am I ready? Do I'm, am I, am I feeling this call? Is God prompting me? And it might be an obedient to that call. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, it can feel like, well, it's just the thing I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And students or anyone can really fall into that. And yeah. parents pushing, um, can can cause someone to make a decision that they're not ready for yeah and yeah. they might love jesus they might have made that you know declaration of faith to claim him as, G- as lord and savior but mm-hmm. that faith aspect of getting baptized might mm-hmm. be not quite ready yet yeah. so
1: yeah we have another family that was uh they have three girls and the middle daughter was baptized i believe a year maybe even two years ago and the oldest oldest was just not ready yet. And uh, she made the decision to be baptized this year. And it was a very emotional thing. For many of us who had known, Like, it felt a little odd that the younger sister had chosen before she mm, had. Yeah. But wow, what a powerful decision for her to make as a, she was heading into junior high this year and said, now's the time. And she was emotional that day. It was just such a sweet, sweet thing to see that she was very intentional mm-hmm. about this decision. And I think that's so much more important than just, getting it checked off the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So talking with kids, definitely the, the agreement, the consensus is don't press them, have conversations, initiate that. Um, Specifically talking to parents with teenagers. Mm -hmm. If you've got a teenager that's following Jesus, but hasn't been baptized. um, I had a conversation with a parent not too long ago um, that kids like late teens, the parent wants them to be baptized. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to approach that. Like what, Stacy? what would you suggest to a parent in that situation?
1: I would probably ask my child, like, you know, this is coming up. Have you thought about it? Why, you know, why or why not? Like, is there something holding you back? Like maybe there's a misunderstanding about what that child even thinks baptism yep. is about. And so maybe clearing up misunderstandings or maybe they just don't feel worthy and then maybe that's a conversation too like mm-hmm. none of us are I mean none right. of us are worthy of mm-hmm. what Christ has done and going to do in our lives but maybe there just needs to be some you know some kids are just really hard on themselves and they don't mm-hmm. extend grace very well maybe that's the issue I think yeah. asking questions to help guide you as a parent not necessarily probing for forcing them or trying to drive it but just figuring out where they are in their mind and just think encouraging or debunking things that need to be debunked in those situations.
0: Yeah. I think you can almost lean in a little bit stronger with a teenager. Yeah. Like you said, like, have you thought about this? Like yeah. maybe, don't be crappy. Uh, that sounded crappy. <laughs> don't don't use that <laughs> tone. But like, have you thought about this? Is this something that, yeah. you know, is there a reason why you haven't chosen this? Mm-hmm. And then being okay with whatever their answer is. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, not being offended. if They're like, no, I don't yeah. want to be baptized. Yeah. Like, let's continue the conversation. But
1: or how can i be praying with you to for you to under to to know if it's time or not time or what it is you yep. need you know what does god need to stir in you to make you feel like it's okay or it's time mm-hmm. for you like ask him what you can pray about for them too like
0: mm-hmm. i think it's important to hear what you said there ask the parent ask the kid what can i pray about with you yeah. and then later you said what can i pray about for you there's both things there mm-hmm. and i think as a parent that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just, hey, I'll, like what can I pray separately for you? Right. Like if you're engaging in that with them, mm-hmm. that's, this is getting into We could do a whole other podcast episode about this. But like that's, that's a hugely important thing. And I'm pretty confident that's what you guys do with your kids is initiate. the Like how can we pray with you? Mm-hmm. Also, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and making sure you, you're intentional about that. And some of those conversations will just happen naturally. Yeah. Uh, like we need to lean in and approach our kids about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just going to happen naturally if we're having those conversations on a daily basis and if we're praying with them on a daily basis. Yeah.
1: Uh, again, it's a whole nother podcast conversation, yeah. but we do we do that pretty frequently with our, mm-hmm. our kids. I wish I would have done it more with our older two yeah. than we have, but it's been much more of a priority with my younger three, just learning and parenting. Yeah.
0: If only those older I ones know. had, you know, turned out okay. Jeez. <laughs>
2: just kidding. They're great. <clears throat> we'll say maybe in context to our church, more specifically is, you know, a, a baptism celebration Sunday extravaganza isn't a great fit for them. Yes. Um, and that's so very good point. Um, just know if you're listening to this at our church, we baptize people mm-hmm. on a random day, some mm-hmm. other yeah. time. And so that's something that, you know, if, if you are thinking, well, this maybe just isn't a good day for our, my kid, he's really shy or whatever it might be, um, be, feel free to talk to a pastor about how we can get him baptized at another time or yeah. place or whatever.
0: And like in student ministry, we've started just last spring having a night where we promote, hey, we're open to doing baptisms. We didn't have any, mm-hmm. any of that, but we did have some that had conversations with us mm-hmm. in the spring that ended up getting baptized in August. Mm-hmm. And we'll have another one. An opportunity, I think, in October or November, mm-hmm. where we'll promote it. We'll say, "Hey, if anybody wants to get baptized, we'll baptize you on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. We'll invite your parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. and whoever wants to come. We'll get cookies and celebrate and mm-hmm. do all that." But probably not gonna do like an airplane flyover and fireworks <laughs> and you know all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it'll be more of an intimate thing, but at youth group with mm-hmm. you know one hundred of your closest friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. I like that. That's a good point. All right. If someone is considering baptism, what are their next steps? So, this is anybody listening. What what should they what should they do next?
2: Talk to someone. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't hold that in. Um, you know, there's there's definitely leaders either in the church or maybe in your family that will help you. T- you know, walk you through what are you know some of the next steps. At our church, again, some of these things aren't necessarily required, but you know, we've we've got worksheets that help you walk through that process. We've got uh, accountability you know, even, you know, mentors that can help you, that you can get signed up with to help you walk through that process. We've got plenty of pastors that would be willing to have a conversation or multiple conversations, recommend books. Uh, there's just a lot of resources that, you know, our church offers and makes available to anyone and everyone. Um, and so from, again, maybe a little bit more of a practical next step is, you know, just reach out, yeah. Um, yeah. find someone, um, And there's probably even some people within your family that, you know, you've got a a father or grandparent or whoever that's been connected to a church or something else that um, they will be a little bit maybe mature in their faith and will be able to help you walk through those steps. So,
0: yeah. I I would even say, like, we don't require pastors to Mm -hmm. baptize. Like Mm -hmm. like you said, the grandparents of that one kid. Like anybody can I mean, I, I think my standard, I couldn't tell you exactly what County Lines standard is, but my standard would be any believer um, is qualified to baptize. Um, so if you've got a mentor or a friend or a parent, like I've gotten to baptize my two oldest kids. Um, I'm dad, but I'm also a pastor. But like, I think I got that privilege just as much because I was dad as sure. because I'm a pastor here. So um, if, if there's somebody like... If, you're wanting to be baptized and you're like, Hey, I want this person, or I want this person to help and, and also have a pastor, like mm-hmm. send us a message. I think every time, I think it's young at countylinechurch.org. You can send us an email and somebody will respond, probably Chelsea, <laughs> but, um, uh, but we'd love to have that conversation, whether, whether you're a student in one of our ministries or you're a parent or a grandparent, like, um, I highly recommend baptism. Mm-hmm. We've said it's it's not a salvation issue. Absolutely. Um, so, if if you haven't been baptized and you know, unfortunately, you walk out and get hit by a bus and you you die today, like if you've committed your life to Jesus, you're you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of kind of crass to Name's, say it that way, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it was written in the book. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, but baptism is an incredible way to tell others this is what I've committed my life to. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to share with that. Like I saw, I, I don't know if you've used it with kids or if you've used it with students before, but uh, there's a video out there. Couldn't tell you who made it. Sorry. I'd give credit, but um, they talk about baptism being like a wedding ring. And so he's like, if I'm wearing this ring, what does it symbolize? It symbolizes that I'm married. Now, if I take this ring off, does that mean I'm no longer married? Like, no, I'm still married. I just, am not wearing the symbol that shows that I'm married. And so it's talking about like baptism being like that. Like if I don't get baptized, that doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. It's just m- not showing people publicly that I'm right. a Christian. Mm-hmm. And once you get baptized, like you go walk over to Walmart and like, they're not going to know you're ba- baptized or a Christian or what, I mean, it's right. going to be your actions. It's going to be how yes. you love people. They're going to show it anyway. Yes. So um, if I you search that video, What's that? I do show that. Do you? Okay. <laughs> if you search, I, I think if you just search like baptism wedding ring video, you'll find it. It's got a ton of views, so easy to find. Yep. But all right. Any closing thoughts on this conversation on baptism? Just real quick. Jesus got baptized, mm, you know, and come so on. if Jesus
2: does it, we want to follow his example yes. and, um, and all that we do. And so just that kind of, when we are talking a little bit about what baptism means and why it's important, you know, that's, that's such a, a cool thing to remember, like Jesus, the perfect, Man, yeah. God that yep. was also baptized. So we want to follow that example. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, you're not required to get baptized, but man, it's such a cool thing to to go and do and and proclaim. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Stacy, anything else?
1: I, I love that. That's perfect ending.
0: Yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>